Special guest in the building today. Very special, man. Very special. Impactful. Wow, energy. Powerful. Super intelligent, man. Wordplay. <laughs> what? A model. <laughs> man, like role model and like Calvin Klein model. Stand up guy. <laughs> Yeah, man. Phenomenal poet. Right. We have Just Me. Just Me is in the building. What's going on, Just Me? What's going on? Definitely very respected in the game. Um, myself and G included, brother. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. We've been talking to OTP over the poet um, very frequently, and he's been shouting you out and being you up all the time, brother. Yeah, that's the real. We're always speaking about you. You know, you gave a shot. You know what I'm saying? You, you were always, always pointing in the right direction. Yeah, man. That was me. So that was good to see that. For him, you know what I mean. So, you know, how have you been? What's what's going on with you? I'm blessed, man. Yes, um, yeah, I got a few things in the work mm-hmm. uh, with Just Me Entertainment, as far as taking this thing to the next level. And when I say next level, level, just pretty much expanding. Yes, I mean, because it's always been, it's 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 not just poetry for me. You know, it's overall building the community. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and that's the reason anytime I've ever facilitated any event that I've ever done, that's always been my focus mm-hmm. is is building a community like um, like when I was doing uh, Just Wine, Cheese and Poetry, uh, when I was doing Soul Food and Poetry, mm-hmm. when I did Soul Food Sundays uh, and now doing Nipsey's, uh, Poetry Night at Nipsey's every second Thursday of the month. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all about. It's always about the community. It's all about having a space where artists and art lovers can come and just pretty much congregate and build, be inspired. You know, I mean, it's and that's and that's why that's one of the reasons I don't charge, because I feel like you shouldn't have to charge for that. You know, I feel like that's the payment right there. Okay, that's yeah. the payment for me. Definitely. Just to have that space and have that energy and be able to build and grow the community. Because if you do that, I mean, you're definitely going to grow into something greater than a couple of dollars that you may make on, on, on a poetry night, you know. Yeah. So, did, did you start over that mentality? Um, It's always been that mentality, but it's also a business. Okay. It's a business side of this. And being an artist... And on the business side of it, you always gonna have conflict, especially myself because I'm a giver, mm-hmm. and I'm always wanting to give, 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 give. But as long as some, as long as you willing to give, somebody willing to take. So you gotta be careful with that in this business because people take advantage of you, which is the reason that people, that is it's one of the reasons that I I operate the the way I operate. You know, uh, a lot of closed doors in my face, a lot of no's. And not because the talent wasn't there, not because the consistency wasn't there, yeah. just because.
because we just don't want you to, we don't want to see you. You're not the one we want to do it with. We don't want to see wow. you succeed. No, nah, we're not featuring you because we just don't want to feature you. Yeah. You know, or you're not a part of our clique. So I always say, I want to be inclusive. Okay. And that's the reason because, you know, you know, you may go to a, a club, you're hanging out, and you see all these VIP sections, and everybody's exclusive. You know, they exclude themselves from what you really, really exclude themselves from the energy and the fun, mm -hmm. you know. And I always want to be inclusive. Like, I want that that spot where you can just, like, cheers. Like, you walk in and everybody knows your name. Like, you feel good. Your heart feel good. you having a bad day and you come here and you're like, yeah, I feel good. That's the energy I want. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to create friendships. I want to create uh, business relationships, um, relationships, whatever it may be, you know, to be able to uh, present that opportunity for people. That's, that's my payment. But... Again, it's a business. Mm -hmm. How you keep that balance, man? It's tough. It's tough, but you gotta you gotta have you, you you can't be everybody's friend. I had to learn that. I had to learn that the hard way. You can't. It is what it is. Like, don't shortchange yourself. And I can't. Say, I'm not gonna say I don't do it to this day, mm -hmm. but. If you feature and you charge 300 or whatever you charge to feature, that's what you charge to feature. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's your price. Okay. Don't shortchange yourself because either, either I'm going to pay it or I'm not going to pay it. Mm -hmm. You know? That's what it is. And, and what happens is in the poetry community, um, and I think this is a, one of the uh, biggest reasons that it's not reached a level of uh, financial compensation. Why that? Because nuance might go somewhere, right? And y'all charge 500 traveling and everything. Y'all traveling and, and this, our price is 500 a feature. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, you got just me over the port come and say, all right, man, I do it for 150. Yeah. Mm. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> so now, nuance is coming. Like this is this is my price. So now they look you. Now they're like, man, well, so and so did it for 150, yeah. and y'all charging 500. Well, we just go get this other poet over here, and he's yeah. gonna do it for 150. You see what I'm saying? But at the same time, a rapper, comedian, or whatever come. <laughs> and my my price is fifteen hundred yeah. for a song. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's the price, and they'll pay it because they demand it. This is what we charge, man. So you think it's like it's their audience that they're trying to like they're trying to sell tickets. You know what I'm saying? Is, is it something like that, or is it just like the fact that there's two different levels to the art, the the genre? No, I don't think it is. I just think you just gotta stay consistent, and you gotta and you and you gotta demand what you want because people are pay for. Like I look at sometimes, and people ask me questions like, "Man, poetry night next year." They're like, "Man, oh my God, the show was so dope!" And I'm like, "Damn, I wonder if they even realize this is an open mic." Mm -hmm. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. The level of talent that you're getting, the type of show that you're getting at an open mic, 
and pure poetry, the type of art that you're getting should be paid for. No, no doubt. But it takes the art, it takes the artist to really say, you know what, at a certain point, just like any other job, yeah. you, you got to know your worth. You got to know your worth. Don't be scared to put that ticket price out there. You're going to hear a lot of no's. You're going to hear a lot of no's, but somebody's going to say yes. And then you got to be smart about it. Because, I mean, like, business is anything. You got to be smart. You got to be willing to negotiate. Like, I'm not going to charge 500 to an open mic. They got to set feature price. You know what I'm saying? But if I'm putting on a major production, and you're selling, you selling tickets at 20 at the door, and you want me to open up, and you got a 1,000 people out here, yeah. and you're telling me, well, all I can pay you is 50, and you can eat. What? Come on, man. And if you take that and then don't, I can't eat exposure. That's the business side. Of it. You see what I'm saying? But it's but see the art, the artist in you, the artist in you is going to be like, I want to do it because you all, you just love the reform, you love the energy, you get high off that. But and 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 it's easy to sell exposure to you. Yeah. And I'm speaking to myself like it's easy. Like you can come to me and say, Yeah, can you perform here for me? It it's it takes a lot for me to say no to a performance. Okay. And I've had to say no before, but it takes a lot because I'm an artist first, and I want, and I just want to do it. I want the energy, you know. It's to the point now, like you ain't got to tell me about exposure. I'm cool, man. I'll come, I'll do it. When I shouldn't, you see, I'm saying the business side, you shouldn't. Mm -hmm. McDonald's ain't giving away burgers. Right, right, right. They're not gonna try to convince you that you should get this burger. They're gonna put out, they're gonna put their price, they're gonna do a commercial, and you're gonna come try it out. If you're not, you're just not. Right. You know? So you do it for love. You do it for the love. Right. But it's also a business. Sure. You know, it's also a business. And that's the conflict. Yeah. That I feel any artist is they're gonna have a tough time with it. You know, but you really gotta and, and that's what comes it comes. You need a team. You really need a team. Yeah, like a brand. Okay, cool, cool. You need a team. Building that for a second, bro. Huh? You building that for a second. Um and you need to get some people around you that really believe in what you do. They got to really believe in what you do. They got to be your, your best hype man. They're not enablers, though. They're not going to sit here and just be yes men. But they believe in you. They're keeping you tight, keeping the tight shit. Like, you need somebody to say, look, I'm handling the budget. I'm booking all your shows. I'm negotiating the prices. You got to take yourself out of that because people see you as an artist. So you the artist and they like, man, just me told me no. Or just me was kind of uh, rude. But it, you weren't rude. You just been, you know, direct. Like, this is what I charge to do this and this is how much this costs. And they looking at it as like, damn, I'm used to the just me that's like always smiling or, yeah. you know, greeting me. Yeah. You looking? They looking for the host. They looking for the entertainer all the time. Mm -hmm. So you you gotta you gotta remove when you if you try to go to the next level, you have to remove yourself from that because you're not gonna be able to do it because okay. you're gonna you're not gonna be liked. Hmm. You know you need that Dame Dash Jay Z effect. You know what I mean? Like Dame would say, no, this is how we eat. Mm -hmm. You know. Oh, oh forget that. Sorry about <laughs> that. You know this is how we Appreciate eat. Appreciate the passion, bro. But but. You get Jay, and he's sitting back like, yeah, you got to talk to him about that, you know? I'm just here to do the show. Right, right, right. You know, you got to remove yourself. I'm with you. So, so you think reputation also is important? Yeah. Very important. And then, like, when you say, like, represent, representation is also those people who 
you know, listen to your art and then they become like mouthpieces too. Because that's like, I feel like the fan base is also representation because you don't necessarily look for a specific person or what they look like. You're not trying to reach mm -hmm. one like specific um, culture of people. Mm -hmm. But it's just that when you get out there and you have people who represent you or who, who just enjoy what you're saying, mm -hmm. they then become like, oh, you know, like canvassers almost. Or saying like, oh, yeah, y'all got to check out just me. Y'all got to check out Nuance. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, really, yeah. you know. And it, so it's, it's almost like you got to watch what you put out there, too, because the evolution of your art is real, too. Mm -hmm. And the evolution of your fan base is real. You know, taking point how music goes. Yeah. You know, Kendrick Lamar, like, one, one of them, none of them folk up on the Grammys, uh, Skybox was really listening to him when he first came out, probably. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was when he started really making noise, and, you know, his, his, his wordplay elevated, and his content started touching on things that, you know, everybody, I don't care how old you were, what race you were, like he got, I think he got more people just from like breaking down the barriers of like, okay, this is where I'm from, but this is not where I'm staying. Mm -hmm. Like I can go anywhere with this. So and that's how I feel like, you know, poetry is on its way to doing that. Yeah. We just got to make sure that we continue to invest in that time and that effort and that energy most importantly, because that energy, whatever like, Good energy you give something, it's gonna come back tenfold. I feel mm -hmm. the same way with bad energy. You know that's just like the law of attraction almost. You know, but like my thing is, so you said like build a community. Your your mindset was that's your compensation. Mm -hmm. So what are the key things in that community? Like would you say that you try to reach for or you know try to bring up when you? when you have these events or when you started out versus now? Um, I can remember the first event I ever hosted, but um, uh, a poet came, uh, came to me one night and asked me in one of my events, how am I able to be so diverse? Like how is it that I can have somebody as young as 18 and somebody as old as 80 years old in the same space and still enjoy, you know, because usually it's a separation, you know, and that's just being inclusive. Hmm. That's just making everybody feel comfortable, you know, and that's what I that's what I reach for. And, and you got to be able to say like, when, when you really look at it, when I say building community, like this is our community, mm -hmm. and I always speak on DC, and I'm from DC, but. I see what's happening with gentrification in DC. Like, I don't feel like I'm wanted there. Mm. You know, if you're not if you're not at a certain uh, financial status, you know, you're not wanted there. You can't afford to live here. It's, it's what it is. Like, we don't we don't want your kind here. And and when I say your kind, the working class. Mm. You know, I can't I, I can't have a, a a a decent job and have a decent space and decent living here. I can't live here. What you, what do you mean? So that's why I say. Okay, I'm living in Prince George's County right now. Right, I'm going to do because I know who built this city. You know, I know I know what events was rocking in D.C. and the reason people wanted to go to U Street mm -hmm. and the reason people wanted to go to H Street. I know who built those 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 venues and those events. It was us. It was my people. Mm -hmm. So it's all it's, it has nothing to do with the bricks. It's all about the people. So I take that same energy and that same creativity and I take it to my community. And I show people, like, this is where we live. This is what we need to do to build 
our community. You know, we need to build our schools, our kids. When they coming out to these events, we need to support them. Mm -hmm. This is a black-owned business that we're doing this here. No matter how slow you think the food is coming, all right, so they've been feeding us poison from Chinese food for years and years and years. They've been giving us all these little convenience stores. They got all these tobacco shops and liquor stores they're putting up in our neighborhoods, and they're not giving excellent service. Mm -hmm. But you let it slide. But you get a black community and the wings come a little bit slow. <laughs> it's over. It's over. Man, you see what I'm saying? Come on now. So we gotta heal that, man. We gotta, you know, building a community definitely, definitely brings those 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 generations together. Definitely bring those different sides together. And um, I think you do a phenomenal job with that with Nipsey, man. Like the times that we've been, times you know, yeah. been there's always been. I never had a bad time. The time we came in, and uh, we you know, we came from London that day. You know, <laughs> we came in did our thing. Yeah. Uh, even the time you guys just featured it, we featured, and it was great energy, man. Just the energy from from, from every piece we did and every line, it was like everybody was was zoned in. Mm -hmm. It was like it was almost like a reunion type feel, because um, you had different, you know, like you said, you had different age brackets, you had people mm -hmm. from different professions, you know, just sitting next to each other, vibing to the music, just in that atmosphere, and that's the community. Yeah, you know, yeah, after that, right? How important is the message then in building that community? Because obviously you're a poet, you know what I'm saying, as far as the message that people have around you. How's it, has, has anybody gone up there or has, have you seen anybody as you built or established a certain space um, that completely gone off track? You know what I mean? You had to... I mean, yeah, but that's that's the beauty in the art. Yeah, okay, okay. You know, that's what you wish in the art. You know, I, I mean, art is art. And somebody might take something from this, but I don't, I wouldn't say nothing negative. It wasn't. It's not been like too much negative. And you know, uh, y'all saw firsthand. I don't mind addressing the crowd. You yeah, know, man. I don't care. Yeah. You know, that's what it is. I don't yeah. mind addressing you. Like, look, yeah, yeah. we don't do that here. You know, maybe you you probably your first time here, but we don't do that. We all positive energy here. You know, and but nothing nothing out of hand. You know, normal stuff. And it's good. It's actually growing pains. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. good to have that because now you have you, you're reaching a, a totally different audience now, audience now, and that's another thing that you got to do when you want to grow. Like if you really want to grow, one one of my things coming up when I when I was performing everywhere, I didn't go to the traditional spots. Okay. I didn't go to the busboys and poets. I didn't go to I, I didn't go perform those places. I was going to comedy shows. I was going to bars. I was going to karaoke nights, and they were loud. Mm -hmm. Disrespect, and they wanted. They were just having a good time. They wanted a space for that, and that's what I did. That's what I did. To I wanted to reach, and because I didn't want to go preach to the choir, as I said, I didn't want to mm -hmm. go. And everybody know, I'm at Busboys. Everybody know. Everybody agree, mm -hmm. and and I'm just preaching to the choir. They, we already knew that, right? So I'm going into my community. Yeah, I'm going into the hood. I don't care where I'm at. You mean where they are? And I'm and I'm saying, look, this is what I do. Yeah. This is what I do. You know, I didn't, I, and, and I'm not knocking it. I mean, I, I trust me, I love DC. I'm always gonna love DC. But they, a lot of people ask me, why don't, why don't you uh, uh, do a open mic in DC, or why don't you put shows on in DC? And I say, well, because one, there's plenty of places in Maryland to do shows. Hmm. I want this in my community as well. I don't want to have to leave where I live to go out to have a good time and do this. Why can't I have the same thing here? Right. 
that's another thing I enjoy too because that's like if I would have seen that when I first started because I live up in Marlboro, mm-hmm. so that's like it's like stones throw away ten mm-hmm. minutes down the road. Mm-hmm. If I would have seen that when I started, man, I definitely would have been in there, you know, and been able to practice and grow and build, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's it's so many untapped spots in Maryland, and I think I think people are starting to realize that. You know what I mean? I think you're doing a great job at, at showing us that. It's, you know, it's possible, man, we probably too, like in the city. People can come out here every second Thursday and, you know, do their thing and enjoy themselves, you know? Um, I keep on thinking about the, the community aspect, man, because cause that's, like, the way that I'm on um, as far as, like, building what we got going on. The poor life is about. Um, so we're trying, we're, we're trying to keep everything going in motion. We we had a question, and, and, and I want to take it back real quick for a second. Um, about even ticket sales, you said, you know, name your price, prices and move on to your thing. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, someone asked, like, wouldn't it be better to take a percentage of ticket prices if you're just starting off? So, if starting off poet, is it better for them to take a percentage of ticket prices, ticket sales? Because some places do that. They say, sell these tickets and you can get the money off of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or they'd be like, hey, we're going to give you. For every 20 tickets we sell, we be $50. Something like that. Something like that. Is that cool? Okay. That's cool. But see, I don't do that to the artist mm-hmm. because I'm an artist. I want you to perform. I want you to put on a show. So if I ask you to feature, if I ask you to do anything for my brand, I believe in what you do. I believe you don't get a crowd or great. I believe you should be paid. So I'm not going to, me ask you to sell. I, I, and, and, and don't get me wrong. I do appreciate anybody who shares, tags, reposts, helps me promote in any way that they do, I greatly appreciate it, and please continue to do so. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, it is my responsibility and the responsibility of my team to promote. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel, and that's how I I was raised up in this, and that's how I believe. Mm -hmm. That's what I believe. I'm not going to put the burden on you because I'm already asking you to perform. Mm -hmm. Now I'm putting the burden on you. In order for you to get paid, I need you to sell 20 tickets. Now I do want your people to come. I want them to come see you. I want you to. I want that, but I don't want to make it a job on top of a job because I'm already paying you. Your job is to perform that night. That's what you paying. I'm paying you to do. Right. I'm not paying you to now. And, and and promoters do it now. If I did something like that, what I would do, I would uh, I wouldn't do that to my my artist, but I would do that to another promoter. I say, look. However many tickets you sell, you get this. And that's that's among the promoters. Gotcha. But the artist is the artist. You know, mm-hmm. you shouldn't have to do that. I don't believe you should. You know, you I sell, sell 50 tickets and you get $100. But the pressure is on and they don't show up, then you know. Now you don't get paid right. and you still got to perform. Right. And if there's distance involved, you know what I mean? No, I don't believe in that. Walk up that cash to go. Man, I don't believe in that. Talk some mess, man. That's, a, that's, that's really a gimmick. A gimmick to, to make some quick money. That's quick. That's quick cash, you know. Yeah. And and I, I get approached by a lot of um, um promoters who want to do uh, open mics or they want me to come host. And when I name my price, they stop calling. Hmm. Because what they see is what you've already created. Mm-hmm. They don't know and. And a lot, this you hear this a lot. Hey man, can you host the event? I got a um a spot. I want you to host this event, man. So what they seeing what you've done? Can you start next week? They don't know that 
I promote it before the before the opening night at Nipsey. They don't know that I promote it six months out. Just to get the bud out of it. Just to get it out there. But see, they don't care about that. Mm. So what'll happen is say you agree to it. And you and, and typically what this is what this is what most business owners think about poetry. Yeah, it'd be 15, 20 people here. You know, if 15, 20 people is a good crowd, maybe they'll buy a few drinks. And we'll do that long enough. We'll give you a Tuesday. You want a Tuesday, maybe a Wednesday, and we'll give you our dead nights to have something in here. Maybe it might pop the donut don't matter because it's dead anyway. Mm-hmm. 15, 20 people, maybe they'll buy a couple of drinks, get something to eat, and they'll be out their way. Close yeah. the doors early. You see what I'm saying? I don't operate like that. Because I put on productions. You just see what I'm saying? I need, I need, I really need a Friday night. That's what I need. You know, that's how, that's how, that's what I believe. I really believe that. Yeah. You know, because I believe in this art and I believe it's worth it. And that's how I'm gonna promote it. Like you need to come experience this. Come ex- and I'm gonna give my all in the promotions. And, I, and I, I'm gonna pick the best features that I feel are gonna do an amazing job. It's gonna give you a great show. And you know you should pay for this. Mm-hmm. You know you should. You know, but this right here, like I was telling uh, Chris earlier, this right here is a staple for the community. That is my that is my plan for Nipsey's. Nipsey's is gonna always be free. Nipsey's gonna rock until Nipsey's don't do it no more. It's gonna. I want it to be a space. For artists to come in town, you know, when you're traveling, you come home and say, look, I can go to Nipsey's this second Thursday. Let me go up here and just get some good energy. Even if I don't want to perform tonight, just let me go get some good energy, get some love, and this, and I can go on my way and be inspired. Like church, you know what I mean? Like yeah, you come yeah. and you go get, get filled up real quick and then yeah. you're going about your way. That's what Nipsey's going to be, you know. And, I, and I'm sure that's how Orville feel about poetry, uh, pure poetry. You know, that, that's a space, you know, because uh, uh, in business, you not you, you got to have multiple streams of income anyway. Hmm. You know, you're not going to get paid all one, you're not going to get rich all one stream of income. You know, so you got to have multiple things coming and, and, and working for you in order for it. And that's why I talked about expanding, because it's always been more than poetry for me, mm-hmm. you know. Like, I'm getting ready to jump out of my comfort zone now. We're gonna we getting ready to do a paint and sit night. Uh, sit and paint, whatever you call it. We're getting ready to do that with, uh, with my house artist, Dave. Um, and I think it's going to be big. My vision for it is going to be really, really big. Now, you got to pay to get into this. Of course. But it's, my vision for it is it's going to be great. It's going to be uh, um, live, like live models um, to be painted. Uh, it's going to be nice. It's going to be really nice. We got we we gonna be uh, getting more information about that later on. Um, I'm getting ready to do a a brand release. Uh, I don't know if I should say party, but it's gonna be like a brand release. I've never actually introduced my brand properly to people, and this is gonna be like the first time where I say just me entertainment. This is my brand release. This is what you can think. This is what you can expect from me. This is what my goal is, and this is what's coming up. This is what I do. Um, the website and everything is coming, so hmm. yeah, we just we just just trying to grow. Moves, man. Just trying to grow, down. man. Just growing. The Haku T-shirt line is on its way. Ah, yeah. Man, uh, speaking of those, mm-hmm. speaking of Haku, man. So, so what brought you to your attraction to writing Haku's? Because I don't know too many people outside of you. 
Kristoff and uh, E-Baby, who mm. just some monsters when it comes to haiku. Like, I know a few, but... Uh, hosting. Yeah. Hosting. I was hosting Just Wine, Cheese, and Poetry. And... Damn, I forgot his name. It's a poet. Um, I forgot his name. I, I went to a, I used to go to a spot at the uh, San Cobra Bookstore. Um, I forgot his name, man. Good brother, man. He wrote. He, he was doing these haikus, and I was like, "That's dope." <laughs> so I just tried my hand at it, and I just started doing. It. I was doing. It, I think it was like in two thousand and seven, okay, or maybe two thousand seven, two thousand eight, around that time. And I, I was writing haikus so much. I was just writing like 10 a day. And then I was writing like, I wrote like one a day for an entire year. That's how I got my book, 365 Haiku. I wrote a haiku every day for a year. And I was posting, I mean, I'm just posting it every day and just getting a good response on them. And so I did it at the shows. I used to call them haiku commercials. Mm -hmm. So in between each act would come up, each mm -hmm. uh, artist, I would, I would come up and say haiku commercials, and everybody would be like, all right, what are you about to say now? So, <laughs> yeah. So that's how, that's how I got into the haikus. And I've been doing this ever since, like, damn, it's 10 years now. Mm -hmm. So yeah. you can imagine how many haikus I have. You know what I'm saying? You like, got to trust the process, man. Yeah. 10 years, man. <laughs> all of a sudden, you look up, and you just the haiku king. That's, yeah, that's crazy. That's yeah. beautiful, man. That's, like, inspiring in itself just to... Sit at the table with somebody who really put in like time yeah. and had the patience to not quit mm -hmm. and to just be like, all right, had them doors slammed in your face, having people tell mm -hmm. you no, but dang, that just made your pen that much stronger. It's like, all right, cool, y'all say no. Watch this. Because I, I can remember coming back to this area in 2005 mm -hmm. and I went to Bus Boys. And, and it's like, I evolved so much. Like, I used to be straight black power, you know what I mean? Like, that's how I was, right? So I was doing, I, I, I mean, I, I did my poem, got a great response. And, and, I, and it wasn't even a regular busboys night. I think it was like, a, maybe been a Friday night I went up there doing something okay. special. And I was like, damn, I wonder how, you know, I, I'm trying to figure out how do I get into this into this scene, how do I get into it? Because I was in Georgia doing it. And I'm like, how do I get back into the scene? And, and so, like I told you, I was going to bars, I, I was going to bookstores, mm -hmm. and it, all was in the community, all was in all black owned spots. I was going everywhere just doing stuff. So, but the, 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 uh, the poetry community isn't always as inviting mm -hmm. as, as, as people would think it is. Um, it's a lot of negative energy. It can be a lot of neg negative energy depending on who you're dealing with. Mm. Um, I experienced a lot of it. I ignored it. You know, it, you know, I could I could have approached it in a, a totally different way, but it was okay. That is what it is. So I would try to get features. They would turn the features down. So my mindset is, all right, well, I'll just create a show myself and I'll feature myself. So that's what I did. So I would, I would, I just facilitate a show and then I'll feature, you know, and that's what I did. So I created a space and people started coming to that space. So I'm like, that's what I wanted to do. That's, that's, that was my goal. And it's crazy because I remember looking at some of these uh, uh, stamp 
uh, solidified poetry spots in the area. And I'm like, damn, man, I'm going to feature there one day. And busboys being one of them. And I look up now, and I done featured at every busboys in this area multiple times. You know what I'm saying? It's like, man, that's all right. That's like an accomplishment on your poetry. Yeah. You know, it's like I featured at all of these busboys multiple times. So I would tell anybody, like, if you want if you want to do it, no matter what you feel somebody is not feeling you or they hating on you, if you trust the process and believe in God, man, you're going to walk right up to that stage, whatever your stage may be. Nobody is going to stop you. Nobody. I don't care what, like, it's going to be people trying to block you for whatever. And then, and if you don't get that opportunity, I always believe that that opportunity might not have been for you. Okay. You know, that might not have been for you. It's, it may be something bigger for you. Yeah. That might not be your lane. Because there's been situations where I felt like I wanted to do certain things. And I'd be like, damn, why didn't I get this opportunity? I feel like I've been putting the work in. Why did I, I deserve this opportunity right here? First off, if I really sit back, I didn't put the work in to get that opportunity. See, I got to look at myself first. Did I really grind? Did I really put the work in? Am I really prepared for this opportunity? Because I've gotten opportunities I wasn't prepared for. And I've had bad shows. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So you got to be careful what you ask for. And when you ask for it, make sure you prepare for it. Because it's coming sooner than later. You say you want this, okay. Well, you're going to get your opportunity. You ask for it. You know what I mean? So always be prepared. Like pre preparation is key. Like I've had some, some, uh, some bad shows. Yeah, and, and it might not be bad to to somebody else, but to me, I'd be like, "Oh, that was fifty percent." Yeah, yeah. Yo, I can't believe that, you know. And and I'm and I know, I know those because what happened is you get a lot of people who, who follow your work, and I I'm look I'm an artist first, and I'm like I always want to give my best, especially when it comes to this because that's how much I care about it. And it's like, damn, I know they had to notice that was that wasn't. You know, they might not even know, but it's just me being an artist. Like, yeah, I, I wish I need a do over. You know what I'm saying? Like, I need yeah. to get that. So you just grow from it. You move on. You just grow from it. You learn from it, and, and you keep growing and keep moving and keep getting better. Like, always get better. You can always learn from somebody. You know, always. I'm always like, like watching different mm. posts, and I'm watching their style. And I'm watching things that they do to grab the crowd. No, I'd be like, yo, that was real dope. That was I like how he, I like how he got them on that one. You know, that was cool. I like that. I like that. You know, and I'm always, you know, because being a host, you got to think within your feet. You got to take control of that crowd, and you yeah. got to keep the people entertained. You know, and you yeah. got yeah, because it can get. That's if, if you can't drive that car, it can get out of control real fast. You know, to the point where they be looking like. Okay. <laughs> yeah. well, yeah. Focus on how can they keep the crowd's attention? Um, and I was listening to uh, earlier. You got to be you. Yeah. You yeah. got to be you. Cause what'll happen, right? You'll see poets come up, and you'll be like, "Damn, they really feeling him." So what'll happen? You'll start thinking, "I got to be him to get them." Yeah. Nah, yeah. they came here to hear you. That's him. That's how he did it. Then do it how you do it. Mm -hmm. You know, you need a variety. People love variety. People don't want the same thing over and over again. Why do you think certain artists that are, like, that's like saying, uh, somebody might say, oh, that used to be a good song. No, it's still a good song. 
Mm. It's just an old song now. You know what I mean? Like people want to hear variety. They that want good. new. They want they, so they want they want to hear you. You don't get you know just just stay consistent. Um, yeah, as far as like you know, I need to do a workshop on like, and I was I was supposed to start doing something like that, like do a workshop on like actually like performing and like because you have different artists. Mm -hmm. You got some people who wordplay. You got some people who content, energy, delivery, whatever. The, you know, you have different artists, and they have their strengths. And you got to find what your strength is. And whenever things get rocky, guess what you do? You go to your strength. You know, if you're a boxer, and your strength is that hook, mm -hmm. when things get rocky, you looking to throw and get that hook off, you know? Because yeah. you know that's going to get you out of deep water. Yeah, yeah. So just know what your strength is, man. Um, just focus on that, and 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 that's what I do. You know, and all and I'm all like I said, always look to get better, and try to find something, and learn something from somebody at all times. Like all poems, all poetry comes from life experiences. So that's what I do. Like it might, I might have a conversation with you right before I go on stage. And that's exactly what I'm about to use mm -hmm. when I'm on stage. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that quick. That's just that quick conversation. And you might be looking like, man, we just been talking about this shit. Yeah, I just, that inspired me to get up here. You just gave me some some material yeah. that I'm going to use to uh, keep this keep this show going. Are you satisfied with your, with, with your career so far? Never satisfied. Okay. Never satisfied. Well, I felt that coming up. <laughs> Never satisfied. <laughs> Always want more. <laughs> you talking about expanding, they talking about, you know, workshops and everything. Always. Okay, okay. Always it's a lot, it's a lot of expansion. You talking about satisfaction. <laughs> what is that? Always satisfaction. Nah. Always want nah, that's real though, man. So like is there like a, a topic or are there some topics where you feel as though that you are your strength? You know, like we we just talking about yeah. that. So um I feel like over time my strength has become like love and, and different love issues. Hmm. I feel like that's been my like, just being able to, to uh, just, I don't know, just being able to just uh, relate a message in a different type of way so people can understand it and, and where it's coming from and then making it entertaining at the same time. You know, making you be able to laugh, you know, feel emotional, you know, it's just, it's just, I feel like that's been my strength here lately. Gotcha. And then it comes from just like perspective or just paying yeah. attention? Just paying attention. I feel that. Just paying attention. Yeah. You know, that's what art is. You just pay attention. You just always, even if you might not speak on it, you're aware of it. Yeah. Mm. You know, you might, you just, you just, uh, uh, and see y'all kind of young, right? Y'all know who Fabo is? Mm. Yeah. So, I always thought, like, when I get somebody, like, young, and I always say, yeah, who Fabo? And they be like, I don't know. And I be like, so, that line Drake said, don't, it just sounds good to you. You don't even know what you're talking about. Snapping like you Fabo. Okay, they don't even baby. know what that means. So, I, when I explain to them what it is, they be like, oh, I said, so it means that much. It means, yeah. it means something now, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Now, now you get it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, like, that's, yeah, that's yeah. art. You know, and that's him being aware and him paying attention and... Like even though he delivered it well, mm -hmm. a lot of people don't even know who Fabo is. 
You see what I'm saying? Fable was out here in 2003. Yeah. All they know is he's snapping like he's Fable. Yeah, yeah. Who is Fable? You know? But they know D4L, but they don't know Fable. You see what I'm saying? And stuff like that, man. I just, I'm just into the art, man. I love wordplay. And, and I love to see other people perform and how they put it down and their different energies and how they connect with the crowd. It's all about entertainment, man. It's all about entertainment because if you're entertained, it's easier to relay a message. When you mm -hmm. relax somebody, that's real. And that's real. And they're having a good time, it's easier to get that message across, man. You know? I like that. That's good, man. So, like, outside of, you know, getting that energy from other people, what else would you say, you know, helps you adapt to that mindset that you get or you have to put yourself in in order to write, in order to perform? Because you really, I mean, I think we all really just want to deliver, mm -hmm. like, countless and countless of bars and however it is delivered or what would the topic be but you know you you got that energy that you bring up or you getting off from people but sometimes and you need more than that so there's like a, a special like thing that you do something that you got to listen to or read or i some i get inspired when i go to open mics hmm. i get inspired when i see you know open mics and looking at different odds and not even going to perform, just really going to just enjoy. Right. You know, um, I get inspired by conversation. You know, just sitting here kicking it. Like right now, this is my inspiration. Just sitting here kicking it and just, that's how I get, that's my inspiration. I don't really need to, I mean, certain mu some music will help, but just more, just, just interacting and, and conversation. That That's my biggest inspiration. You know, getting your getting your point of view from something, yeah. and seeing how you, and that and that and that's that's just building energy. That's just building a community. That's what we doing right now. We building. You know, somebody gonna watch this uh, this live and they are gonna be like, yo, you know what I mean. So yeah. you inspire somebody right now, and you they not even they not even in the room with you right now. You know, and you inspire somebody. Like the only difference between you and uh, 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 Jay Z. Or, or, or somebody who may be on another level is the fact that they have a bigger network. Yeah. They don't have nothing to do with yeah. money. They just got a bigger network. Like, it's, your, your content yeah. is the same. Yeah. And it's just like, wow, man. It's hard not to compare. Especially if you feel as though that you you giving your all and you see, like, somebody else is just, you know, and you respect they are. It's not like you gotta compete with them or anything, but then you get to that mindset, especially if it, if it's no movement, and what you're doing, like man, why, well, how they get there? Like, what, well, what they do different? Who they know that I need to get introduced to? Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily who that specific or that specific person knows. It's like you being able to be so consistent that that person has to uh, wants to know you, mm -hmm. you know, and that'll. I feel like that'll build you up even more and it'll build your confidence up more to be like, okay, well, if he's paying attention, I need to give him some more to pay attention to. Just like the Jay-Z scenario, you know, mm -hmm. you got the Dame Dash who's doing the business side. Mm -hmm. They can't switch sides and be like, all right, Dame Dash, hop on the stage and just do what I do. You need that, you know, that atmosphere of people that's going to be like, okay, well, I got some people that I need you to meet. Mm -hmm. Or oh, I think you would, you know, really benefit if you come here and, you know, deliver your art over here versus, you know, always going to these venues and there's nothing wrong with having a home base of venues that you 
frequent with. Mm-hmm. But it's always good, you know, I feel as though that if somebody brings you into a diff- different atmosphere, you don't know who you're going to meet and who they know. Mm-hmm. Because they might know people that, you know, mix between the same atmosphere that you used to versus the ones that you never thought you would see yourself performing in. Like, mm-hmm. that's crazy. And just the evolution of you, you said it yourself, like you was like starting out just about like black power and all this, that, and the thirds, and, and now you're, you're lame right now that you really mastering and shaping and is, is that love lane. Mm-hmm. It's from what you looking at and what you observing mm-hmm. through conversation. That's big. Because somebody, you know, either listening to this or, you know, watching this right now, it's like, man, I'm trying to evolve too. But I just don't know how to do it. I don't, I'm, I'm stuck almost. That's tough. That's tough. That's I mean, tough. you definitely yeah. gotta just do it. If, if, if that's 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 the biggest thing. That's the fear. Yeah. That's the fear, and and I'm speaking for myself. The fear of just doing it and just saying, you know, because as an artist, you know, I have so many writings, and it's like, man, do I want to put that out? Uh, I want it because you care. You care about this, and you you care how people receive it, and you care what people think, and and, and that's just being an artist. But I mean, at a certain point, man, you got to put it out there, because mm-hmm. because like all like for example, like some of the reviews from uh, um, uh, uh, Drake's album, it was it's not good, but he's an artist, and you gotta you, you gotta make yourself vulnerable. When you get every time you get on stage, you're vulnerable. Yeah. You know, you making yourself vulnerable. That that's really that's half the battle. That's that's the uh, uh that's why people look at you like wow. Cause first off, you're getting you're doing something most people fear. Right. And that's getting on stage. And then you're giving your you're vulnerable. You're giving your all. You're giving yourself to people. That's not an easy task. It's hard to sit and talk to a therapist one on one. So imagine getting on stage and just leaving and releasing yourself uh, 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 in front of complete strangers for the most part. You know? Yeah, no, that's scary sometimes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a jump, man. Yeah. yeah. Heart pumping before a show. <laughs> you know, you know. Host come over to you be like, you ready? you like, uh. And you like, yeah. Uh, you, you ain't got no choice but to say you ready. Because you're going next whether you're ready or not. Right. You know, you got them. It's you. And you just go out there and, 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 and you just, you just go. You know, that's the fear. And that's anything in business. When you want to start something, you want to start a business. You, you We got time to a quick story. You got time? Yeah. So, 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 uh, I do a lot of um, research, right? And I and I do a lot of uh, uh, case studies, and I and I got that from college. Uh, I majored in business, so um, I was reading. Um, uh, anybody go to Ruth Chris Steakhouse? Y'all read about it? Y'all yeah. Y'all went? So uh, yeah, it's supposed to be like one of the top top steakhouses, right? So I read about how Ruth Chris was started. And it, and, it, and it opened my eyes and it put gave me a, a, a different perspective on business and why things are the way they are. So um, her name was Ruth Fertel, I believe, and she, she was a single mom. She was reading the paper and looking in the ads and she saw a steak, steak business for sale. She mortgaged her house to get the money. She was a single mom, I believe, of three. She mortgaged her house as a single mother mm-hmm. of three children, mortgaged her house, to buy a Chris Steakhouse. Knowing nothing about steak business. Mm. While she while she was while she did that, she learned everything about cooking the steak, grilling, frying, sauteing, anything she can learn about it, she learned and perfected that craft. Yeah. The steakhouse burned down. 
she couldn't take the name Chris Steakhouse anywhere else. So what did she do? She added her first name to that. <laughs> Ruth Chris Ruth Chris yeah. and moved and moved and the rest is history. You see what I'm saying? So but now it's a big deal you articulated it, Ruth Chris. Ruth Chris. You see what I'm saying? It but it had to start from somewhere. Right. You know? Right. Just like Gucci. Why everybody want Gucci? Why Gucci cost so much? Gucci Gucio started off from uh, making leather goods for uh, luggage. That was his infatuation. He loved luggage. He used to work on a ship or something. He saw all the nice luggage people have, so he started making his own luggage. Wow. That's how he started. Yeah. Everything comes from somewhere. Like, it's just that consistency yeah. that you got to keep. Like, one day, you got to believe that one day somebody's going to be paying a lot of money for you. You're not going to be keeping... Nope. Nobody, they're going to be, feel you. they're going to be, they're not even going to have the nerve to want to pay you in exposure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Imagine somebody going to Jay-Z right now and saying, yeah, yeah, we, you know, man, you can get, man, you're going to meet a lot of people. You never know where this may take your career. Right. Like, huh? Man, you're not even going to get on the phone, man. Yeah. You're not getting the call back. Matter of fact, you might get sent to some type of, you can't even dial this number again. You know, but I'm not saying exposure isn't good because it's always good. The bigger your network, the bigger your network. Exposure is good, but you got to put, you have to have worth in what you do. You got to believe that one day this is going to be what I do for a living. If you can, could you give us like three principles? What I stand by is... You got to have respect. And not just for people, but for yourself. Mm-hmm. One, of the, one of the things I always say in any, any uh, business where entertainment is involved, and I'm sure you know two nice looking young men, y'all get a lot of advances or a lot of opportunities with the ladies, right? Mm-hmm. And I always tell people this, man. It may look fun. It may look cool. Somebody on the outside looking at, oh, man, you see her, man. Oh, I'm trying to, it ain't worth your brand. Mm -hmm. That good time ain't worth your brand. Have respect for yourself. Because part of the reason that they here to see you is because they respect you. Mm -hmm. Once you lose that respect, you don't have nothing else to stand on, man. Mm -hmm. You know? Okay. You know? Man. Okay. A, a older guy told me a long time ago when I was performing at this show, he said, he said, if you get with all your fans, you won't have none. Hmm. Everybody can get in free now because they're your girl. You know what I'm saying? Think about that. Yeah. You know, Roman's respect. Um, you definitely got to... Uh, um, as far as like, you gotta have a good work ethic, and you got and, and not just a work ethic. You gotta work smart. You gotta work. You gotta have a direction. You gotta know a focus, or what you you can't just say because anybody can go to work and just work eighty hours. Mm-hmm. Okay, what did you do? Yeah, yeah. What did you, you exactly. know, What did you accomplish in that eighty hours? Okay, you was here for eighty hours. Mm-hmm. What can you say you did in eighty hours? Wow. So have that work ethic, but have that focus to yeah. say, this is what I'm working on. This is what I'm working towards. And you will see it come, and you will see it start happening right before your eyes. And, you, and see, 
take and another thing is the third one is uh my brother Monday night, right? Uh he he always say Shout out to Monday. Shout yeah, shout out to bruh. Look, he always say he come to my house and be like, Yo, you went to college? I'm like, yeah. He be like, where you where your degree at? I'm like, you're on the closet, man. He said, Man, man, why are they hanging up? At a certain point, you're gonna be moving so fast. You're gonna be moving, moving, moving shows, uh, books, CDs, albums, studios, podcasts, uh, workshops. You're gonna be moving, and then you you need to sit down and say and take the time and enjoy and appreciate what you've already accomplished, man. Because hmm. at that point, you just you just your wheels just turning. You're not going away because you got to sit back and put your confidence on the wall and say, you know what, man, we did good this week. Yeah. We did good this month. Yeah. We did good last year or this year. So now you can set a standard like we did this. Yeah. Now let's go to the next level. Because right. if you don't never appreciate it, you don't ever watch, see what you've done, you don't know what the next level is. True. You're going to keep on doing the same thing over and over again. Where's the next level at? You don't even remember. And that's me. Yeah. I can't. Some, sometimes I sit back and be like, "Oh, I remember when we did that. Oh, that was dope." Yeah. That's because I'm moving, 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 and not yeah. taking the time to say, "You know, I have three books." Three. I yeah. never took the yeah. time to sit back and say, "You know what? I got three books." Yeah. Wow. To the point where people come ask me, "How do I start? How do I write a book?" Yeah. And I'm more than glad to show you step by step how to do this. Because I know how to do it now. I remember writing my first book. I was in college. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, this shit seems, I mean, this stuff seems so hard. But now it is, yeah. It's now like, it's yeah, like, yeah. I know how to do it, man. I, step by step. This like, is so easy, man. Right. I know to show you how to copyright. It's all you got to do. You know, you email your copyright, your, 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 your material, and as soon as they get it, it's already copyrighted. As soon as they get the payment, it's already copyrighted. It's protected. Mm -hmm. About six that six six months or something later, or you'll get a letter in the mail. You protect it for a hundred years after your death. Mm. That's the stuff you just learn just by doing it, you know, mm. over and over again. That's what's up, man. That's good. Yeah, yeah it's good. That's, That's good. good. It, let's um, let's uh, let's uh, go ahead and get it in, man. So, so we, you know, we do the thing where we go around and say a little something. You mm. know what I mean? Give a little piece and whatnot. We're gonna do that. and We're gonna close it out with that. Nope. So, uh, how you want to do this? Someone start this thing off, man. Yeah, I'll go. All right, so bad. Let's get it. One of the hardest things for me to do was look a mother in the eyes crying at the funeral of her only son. Crime scene compared to Vietnam War. His mother asking, what did my son die for? Me too embarrassed to admit, I can't remember what it was about. Another senseless death by a gun. Shots rang out. None of them met for him, but you know my mother would always say, bullets ain't got no name on it. Me covered in fears, I looked down at my shirt with my friend's brains on it. Years after, street corner still covered with permanent blood stains on it. Pictures of that day never to wash away from my memory, but nothing compared to his mother's misery. Wishing I was dead too, I mean, this ain't no way for a kid to live. Me being young and confused, not really knowing how to mourn, thinking it's got to be more I can give, so I sit and plot retaliation, believing I was handling biz, the mindset of somebody got to lose their life in exchange for his. Naive to my ignorance, but at the time it made perfect sense. Looking for a way to release the pain I felt in my heart, and the only way I knew was through violence. Ever since I could remember. 
Rest in peace t-shirts of slain family members and friends. Elders crying out in frustration saying, when this mess gonna end? Neighborhood beefs being passed on to me from generations before that I knew nothing about. Started by our fathers, whom we knew nothing about. Taken for granted, precious moments spent together and I realized they can be taken away so easy. I mean, this type of life looks so damn cool on TV. Not knowing why, just knowing I killed that nigga if need be. Built up anger, so I turned the drugs to grieve, but never once did I drop to my knees and ask God to guide and cover me because the streets was my religion. Subconsciously believing that this be my position, 15 preparing to die, think about 21, I should be done living, and besides, I'd rather be dead than in prison. I stand guard for my own, I dare anybody to disrespect my building. It might sound sad, but in reality, this be the mentality of our children. They cry out for help. But we act like we be too busy to listen, so I be their voice, because I was able to change my position, see. I made it out, mm. but so many others didn't. Now I find myself visiting graveyards and prisons. Mm. <laughs> 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 Peace, man. I'm J. Rod D. And I'm G, man. You tune into the Poor Life Podcast, man. If you ain't Just me. by now. Subscribe. Thank you.